to show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Off the Match Podcast. And this week's guest to the podcast actually has been on fairly recently, but in a different capacity since uh, we met at the Spring Solstice and we recorded there. At which point you could probably hear that, you know, the recording sounds so much better there because Bobby's got his shit together with all his equipment, whereas me, I, I just got some wires here and hopefully it works. So, my guest for this episode is going to be Mr. Alan Mack. What's going on, man? How you feeling? What's this crack man? Good to good to be back. <laughs> so 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 it's over this time. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Like when I listened back to the episode, like to try to because when Bobby told me, he was like, "Yeah, um, I already got enough content. You can have this jujitsu episode." <laughs> like you can just tell me you don't want it. Just just say it like like say it like you mean it. Don't make it sound like you're doing me a favor, which worked out because I didn't have an episode that week anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's perfect. Um, then I listened back to it, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like how did we how were we allowed near microphones? Yeah, like, I couldn't remember what time it was. No, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Because I just remember I was gonna listen to it. I was like, fuck, I keep repeating myself. Like, I don't remember. Well, I know like you and I were like we just like, hey, let's just go take over the recording room. We're going to record a podcast. And yeah. then we, we had the issue of not knowing how to log in because um, I think Eric had just finished up. So everything kind of like logged itself out. I was like, fuck, we need the password. So and then yeah. Tyler, it turns out Tyler trained. I did not know that. So I was like, okay. Pino, so, yeah, that was kind of nice. I hadn't spoken to him all that day and then out of the blue yeah. Boom. it was kind of cool yeah I, I had no clue it, it, you know i've encountered him a few times in the past and i was like dude i never knew you trained like mm-hmm. you've been holding out dude so I'll, I'll have to reach out to him and get him on here and have him repeat his story again uh-huh. um, no, I, I, I don't think he was a, i think he was really like more sober than us for sure yeah <laughs> but you had your beers what nine percent beers and I had a few of your nine percent beers and my beers, and it, it was late. Yeah, like well, like I show up to those events knowing what time it is for me. It's like, look, I know I have a window of time to get where I need to be, and if I don't get there soon enough, it is it, it's not going to be chaos, but it's just going to be one of those like I'm just going to be kind of a you know, a grouch. So it's like I bring the nine percent beer so I can get kind of because I'm I'm awkward and shy. So it's like let me drink like two of these and I think I'm ready to party. And I got two of them, but then um Shoki gave me a beer and then I had a Jack and Coke like in a can. It was fucking weird. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was delicious but weird. And then I wouldn't um, would know, would know how you was shy or awkward. You're you're quite friendly and open. I was very shy that whole weekend. I I was very friendly because I had several beers with me by that point. (laughs) Like, like, now mind you, like once, like once, like we connected, I immediately chugged a beer. 
when it was nine percent beers. It was like I got to catch up to these cats. Granted, <laughs> it was around noon, but still, I had to play catch up. So I was like, let me go ahead and chug this beer. And then I was there. I was like, yes, I'm here. Give me another one. And then it, it, it starts first. to spiral. I think I had a shot, and then you and I, we, you know, we shared some whiskey later on. I was like, I said it to Bobby when I arrived. I was looking forward to meeting you, and I was like, I would have loved to bring brought my gay. But he was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, I, nope. I Don't do that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Laura texts me. She goes, Dante. There's a guy from Ireland here who does jiu-jitsu and he really wants to meet you. I was like, word. You know, I, like the text message or the text uh, conversation was word. I'm excited too. And then um, I text back three minutes later. It's like, uh, let him know I'm going to bring some gear. And she texts me back 10 minutes later. Bobby says, don't bring your gear. <laughs> like, like, well, like, like, I don't like people don't understand. It's not like we're fighting, you know, yeah. like it, it would actually be a friendly exchange, you know, probably yes. like a flow roll where we're just, mm-hmm. you know, filling each other's movement. But to people who don't train they're like oh my god these guys are fighting they're trying to kill each other meanwhile yeah. we're laughing yeah exactly i had that experience it was so when my i have two kids my eldest daughter was born in rome so i was training in rome for like a, a few months and the first time i was there it's like it was all flow rolling you know there was no kind of menaceness there's kind of just get in your position yeah. hold there was no there was a catch and release as well so it was kind of mm-hmm. It was nice to experience that as a white belt going against a purple belt and brown belt at that time. I think the two lads were. I, I think that's some important stuff, especially early on in training. Um, it's just kind of like the, you know, getting a feel for a flow roll and, and catch and release too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know, you know, there's always the stigma with white belts being spazzy and it, it's not even just a stigma. It is true. Like, it's we, true. All right. We've had our moments, but I think if you can, you know, get with someone that's tolerant and patient, you know, as a white belt, you you can kind of get a good feel for a flow role without being a spaz. It's just, it just takes time. It does when when they're brand new. It's quite hard because I get Mm -hmm. I got partner I got partnered I got partnered up with a lot of. A lot of white belts and the first thing i tell them is just relax i don't want to hurt you don't hurt me and sometimes if they bite into it it's perfect but when they don't it's oh you, like well i got like a big it was last week i just got like a knee slash kick to the face i was like oh i feel like shit and just ruined my night like uh this week i i returned i uh, so i've been doing a lot of returns to training but i think um this week is the full return uh the hip and the groin feels pretty decent uh i did something to my finger this shit is all types of swollen up like my ring finger ring finger yeah i'm not sure what the fuck happened but that's that's jujitsu we don't know what happens especially with fingers i didn't feel it until late last night i was like why is my i can't close my I can't make a fist, you know? And I was like, oh my God, that's swollen. But um, I I was rolling with another uh, blue belt and he, I don't know what the fuck he was doing, but he, he dropped his fucking heel right down to the bridge of my nose. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. 
come on. And you know, he, he was cool. He was like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. And I was just like, nah, dude, we're good, just keep rolling, keep rolling. Mm. I was just thinking like, dude, we've like you and I've done this dance plenty of times. We like like you, you know, you know better. Yeah. But sometimes sometimes you do get little knocks like that though. Yeah. It I mean it yeah, it's it, it is a combat sport, so you're gonna have those moments. I feel like sometimes when you're with familiar partners, um, you know, there's almost kind of a dance that's, that you're doing where you're taking care of each other. So now, to be fair, I haven't rolled with him in months, so you know, there is kind of the getting to know each other phase again. But uh, at this point, I'm just looking at the ideal of, for me, getting back. On the uh, on the mats with some sort of consistency and really a sense of you know purpose now. Like it, for a while, I've been rolling just kind of. I just been going to to the gym just to roll. Like, mm-hmm. like no structure to my my rolls. I'm just like I'm just here. Like and, an open mat. Yeah, I mean it was like a regular class, but my mind, yeah, in my mind it was like an open mat. It mm-hmm. was like. Okay, I'm I'm here to learn. Coach is going over over the move, and then when it's time to spar, I, I'm just I'm, I'm just doing my own thing. I told uh, my coach yesterday, I was like, I feel like I'm a fresh blue belt again. Like I, I need to. He and I sat and talked, and we just basically went over this um, a game plan. It was like, look, we need to fix your jujitsu, and and you know, like. Give an ideal plan. What is like if somebody said, "What's Dante's game?" That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna give you a game. Whereas, like if you said, "What's Dante's game?" Now it's like probably pressure pass, and then just you know, grapple fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like no real sense. So you're a guard puller or you're a takedowner? Um. So honestly, I would say that I'm a takedown guy in my mind. I'm like I'm a takedown guy, but. After about like thirty seconds, it's like fuck this, just pull. <laughs> like, just, yeah. just sit down. I, I'm not burning my energy up. Yeah, no, I I like to, I like to pull there at and this this uh, one of the black belts. I have Mark. If we're, we'll do a six minute round usually, and it's it's a minute of who's gonna pull there first. <laughs> it's literally like let's just do it together and then start. Well, that, that was the thing with um my one teammate yesterday when we were rolling. I know he's a guard puller, and he wasn't pulling because I was expect I was anticipating his pull, and he wasn't doing it. But he wasn't shooting either. I was like what the fuck? Like what are we doing? Like was do you want me to shoot for the takedown? Yeah, he could be trying something, or he could be kind of. Well, he he went to the pull. Like I mean, I think he was. I think he was anticipating me going for the shot. Mm-hmm. Just trying to uh, get a double leg, and in reality, I wanted him to pull, just because mm-hmm. I'm old and I'm tired. I ain't trying to fucking take you <laughs> down, dude. Just pull. Like, let's get yeah. to the ground fast. That's that's my uh, my philosophy. Though. I'm not gonna try to take you down unless it's you're in a clinch and you're trying to take me down. And I'll probably just do a reverse sweep or something like that, like because I'm too old and sore. <laughs> Yeah, that that's that's the big thing. Is just Plus a lot of the lads that roll wear guard pullers. It, it's like you got to think about what am I going to feel like afterward? How am I going to feel after this class? And, and if you're mm-hmm. shooting takedowns, because our Friday night class is uh, run by our wrestling coach, and it's pretty takedown heavy. So 
then you come off of there and go into that Saturday morning class and it's a lot of uh, attacks. And then I work privately with, with my one coach later on in the afternoon where, you know, we're just working more on attacks. And it's like, man, my body is hurting. I, I just like yesterday I got home and I didn't feel tired. But then as the day going on, about six o'clock, I was like, you know, I could go for a nap right now. My wife was like, don't you dare. <laughs> if you take a nap, you will not sleep tonight. And I'm not dealing with you. So. But um, she knows it so well. Oh, yeah. She knows the routine. She knows. She knows. She's like, fuck this. So uh, just kind of getting um, into your your jujitsu life and everything, because I know we we went over this before. Uh, but let's make it dedicated directly to Alan. This isn't a shared like us all on on uh, at Skolsis. So, for you with training, you know what what kind of got you on the mats, and uh, you know what's your motivator to stay on the mats? It started a long time ago. So there's a guy who I played rugby for a long time. And there was a guy who I'm friends with, pestered me all through my rugby kind of career. And he was like, take up jiu-jitsu, take up jiu-jitsu. And the year that I stopped playing rugby, he's like, come on. Um, Yeah, so I stopped playing rugby and took up jiu-jitsu. And Robbie, yeah, he was a purple belt at the time. It's like, just give it a go. So it was a two weeks free, free trial. And ever since then, I've taken to it. And that's what, 2016, we're in 2000. 23 and I'm a purple belt. So there was a few few of us as well. There was another guy called uh, Adam, and uh, we kind of were friends, but he dropped out and I I stayed with it. So that was it. So that is a question that I always wonder about with higher ranks, especially. You know, when I say higher ranks, I, I always think blue belt. Yes, is a higher rank. Is higher than white. But I still consider blue belts kind of still in that learning phase. So whenever I think about purple belts, brown belts, black belts, I always think of you all as kind of the higher rate ranks. And one of my questions I always, you know, wonder with anyone who's made it that far is at any point in your journey, did you feel like, did you have, you know, one of those like, you know, kind of the blue belt blues, you know, type moment or like, you know, man, you know am i gonna want to keep doing this well this shit is hard like should i keep doing it did you ever have any of those moments uh, no not really not really in jiu-jitsu more life because of family and kind of more better more, better, more priorities if you know because um, kids kind of come into, into the equation and uh, my partner just just kind of stuff like that so there's been days where you kind of go Shit, should I train because I've got picking girls from school or you know, but no, it's a it's an escape. Um I I don't feel like I'm a purple belt, yes, but I don't feel like I'm an experienced purple belt. I feel like I'm a white belt. I'd love to go back to a white belt. That's where you have all the fun. Oh yeah, of course. It's like a two two stripe or three stripe white belt. Yeah. I think that three strike white belt spot was kind of a sweet spot because it was like, you know, enough where you're not going to get bum rushed, but you don't know enough where you you're being held like accountable for 
Like, you know, it's like you can still fuck up a little bit at three stripes, you know, you you can still have fun with, you can still experiment with it. And then yeah. you're not being looked at like, Oh, like what the fuck's this guy? There's like, you're still in that phase where you're like, you're learning, but you know enough that you know, you need to learn. Whereas yeah. once, once you start getting promoted, then it's like, like this, this feel of like, okay, I should be here or I should be doing this. And you know, like, I went to visit a gym a couple years back and I'm signing a waiver. Mm-hmm. And as I'm doing the waiver, the guy goes, so how long you been training? And at the time I want to say it had been f- five years, four years, maybe, uh, maybe four years. And he goes, Oh, so you're a Brown belt. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. He was like, no, nah, man, I'm a blue belt. And you see almost kind of look of disappointment. It's just like, oh, like, that's okay. <laughs> you see people dip in and out. Like, belt is, belt is really nothing. It's it's all about kind of here and here, you know? Yeah. I was like, there's some there's some blue belts in our gym that are curious. And then there's, there's means a purple belt. That's as, a, as a purple belt, I feel like a white belt. So everyone's different. We have some white belts and and newer blue belts. Those guys and gals, they are headhunters. I'm just like, man, I'm just a, I'm a dad, and I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to have fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, Get I'm some exercise. The purple belt. Um, she just won the AC. Oh, what the fuck's or, uh, uh, ADCC. That's the one. She just won that in Ireland, and she's a purple belt. She's fucking like twitching black belt. If you know what I mean, she's very good. Oh yeah, there's a lot of that. It's, there's a lot of that kind of killers. Yeah, when you when you encounter those types of uh, competitors, it's just like they, they there's a different gear. Like even just having my teammate on earlier, and we're talking. And just, I remember when he switched from Muay Thai to Jiu Jitsu and just kind of seeing him like he wasn't overwhelmed, but you could see that there's so many things going on in his head. And now to see the clarity that he has, especially with competing, it's like he knows what he wants. It's like when we roll, there's no filling out phase. Like he's going for the jugular right away. And it's like, hey, hey, remember, we're really good friends. And my (laughs) daughter. Like she needs her dad, chill, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 a good thing, but it's a bad thing. But you know that they like that. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. And and he he takes it easy on me. He knows I'm I'm not um, a competitor. You know, he knows I I don't go out to competitions. But you know, we will work. You know, but he's also he he understands. Like, look, you know, I might go for you know something with x guard you know but i'm not gonna go the full limps and fucking stretch you out because um he did something a while back and i was i thought i was over the groin injury and i was not and i found out when he oh he was in deep half that's what it was and a little bit of deep half (laughs) (laughs) like when he split me i was like oh boy (laughs) like I, i i wasn't ready but um, but you know, with, with the teammate like that, you know, it's always good to know that he understands where I am and, and what I'm working towards. I think that's, you know, one of the hallmarks of having good teammates is just like, 
you all are trying to build each other up. Mm-hmm. You know, you know your partners, their teammates' body as well as your own. Because like, there's some people. Yes. I I play deep half and half guards. So when I go for the uh, banana split or the electric chair, if I know you're not that flexible, I'm not going to do it. I'll just go into the uh, sweep instead because I don't want your groin ripped. Because if you're missing, I'm not going to be able to roll with your chat with you or have the banter you know what i mean like so it's a lose lose situation yep i always feel like people understand that but it's there are times where i feel like in the moment people lose that thought because it's like yeah if you break your toys you don't have toys to play with later so it's like Mm -hmm. you got to take care of your training partners versus like you know i love going for kimuras i'm not gonna (laughs) rip your shoulder out though like, as a matter of fact, I when I pull the Kimura, I'm going very slow, just so that that way we know, you mm-hmm. know, I got this. You know, it's a tight grip. I'm going to keep back, going until you tap. It goes back to that catch and release system. Like if I'm rolling with someone that I kind of want them to learn, if I get them in the Kimura, I'll just you know, I'm going f- just you know, little little tweak and then roll into something else or completely reverse them go like. Like I would do that with leg locks. Like I don't really mess with leg locks a whole lot myself, but when we are kind of toying around, it's like I'll get like a heel hook, and you know we'll make the eye contact just so you know I got it, and I'm letting go. You know, and mm. if they get me in a toe hold, it's the same. Those like you know I got you. It's like yep, you yeah. got me, and then think, we let go. I think we roll to the, the belt. So if you're a higher belt, you can kind of always do that. Like so, there's no real heel hooks when you're going with whites, purple, or whites, whites, blues. You don't really get some. Some of the purple belts will go for them as long as like you know they're kind of mm-hmm. they're okay with it. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I think we only mess with it if we're doing no gi, and even still with that, it's if you know your partner is fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you know, if, if, if I'm at the no gi class and, you know, there's a white belt rolling, he's going for leg lock, you know, straight ankle locks. And it's like, cause it's happened. I've had, you know, mm-hmm. white belts going for straight ankle locks. And it's like, I got a relatively flexible ankle. So I'm just sitting there like, Oh my Lord. First off, we didn't discuss this at the beginning. And, like you don't know, you didn't. I might have an injury. I don't, but now I'm gonna I'm gonna do it to you now, just so you yeah. understand. You don't want to play this game with it's me like, because you don't you don't set the tone. I set the tone for that shit. Like yeah, it's always nice. So if I'm, I don't do no gi. I do only gi. That's because of life. But I always go to some if if they're lower than me, like a white builder blue. But I always just kind of before we slap hands go any injuries. Because if they go, I have a shoulder injury, I'm not going to crank in their arm. I might, you know, for like a takedown, but I won't. Say if they've got a, a, a shoulder injury, I'd put them in the Kimura, but I won't finish the Kimura. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to hurt them. So that's me being nice. And I think, again, that's important, though, is just that, you know, being aware of yourself and being aware of your partners and, and and what their limitations are, especially when it comes to injuries. Mm-hmm. There's just too many instances when I was a white belt. I mean, 
it was a room full of white belts and we we're just fucking destroying each other just injuring each other left and right it's like and it wasn't even like it was anything malicious it's just that we were dumb you know mm-hmm. had a white belt like he got a back take he he dragged me over my own ankles like <sighs> fucking i just i heard the pop and i was like are you shitting me um i i need my one partner in the face um going for a <laughs> knee bar like i thought i killed her i was like oh my lord i just <laughs> murdered this girl <laughs> like, did, you ever, did you ever get the experience of going out oh no we we no. actually were just talking about this and i i got close i oh, felt man. the room getting dark and i felt my left hand go numb and i was like let me just go ahead and tap now like <laughs> i got a feeling this is this isn't where i want to be uh mm-hmm. my my teammate he, he was just on uh the previous episode he said to me uh he went out recently he lived a whole nother life while he was out for a few seconds he had a family he was an oh, engineer and i was like god damn like, gonna, what was that i've gone out once and i remember it so clearly it's like i was rolling with it so there was, was a white belt at the time and i was in turtle and the guy jamie was his name he was on my he was on my back but he didn't have any carbs and i just remember closing my eyes and going shit i've got to go to the bank tomorrow Next thing you know, I've got one of the lads standing over me. I'm on my side going, I was like, what? I'd gone just out. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know how. I don't even know what choke he got or how, but it's just gone. It was an experience. I, you know, I don't have a, a concern about going out. If I go out, I go out. But it's like if I'm aware that it's coming, and it's like, yeah, I don't, I'm not willingly going there. But like, because mm-hmm. my teammate had a bow and arrow, and I found no. myself being good at defending those at that time, especially. I was like, you know, I, I do a great job of defending them. And I had my hand, my right hand wedged in the lapel. So as he's pulling, you know, there's still room. Mm-hmm. But there was an adjustment that he made, and it ended up pulling the lapel up, which in turn moved my hand. Now my hand was choking me and, <laughs> you know, I'm not realizing this cause I'm still new. I'm like, nah, he, my hand is protecting me. And it was like, huh, the room's starting to look funny. <laughs> oh, fuck. Let me get out of here. But Why is Optimus I, Prime I, in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> like, is that Prime? <laughs> like, Optimus? <laughs> like, I was like, what? Like, is he talking? Like, oh, he's out. Um, mm. Have you ever put anyone out? Um, oh, yes. <laughs> um, it's actually, it's a funny story. So the guy that got me into jiu-jitsu loves telling the story because it was, um, it was, I think I was training like four months in and someone said, put me in a rear naked choke, I can get out of that. And I was like, rear naked choke you you want to be put in a closed rear naked choke yeah i can get out of that he was gone like 10 seconds pissed his pants fucking oh and he, and he was a good friend of mine and i felt really bad and like you know but my mate who got me into jiu-jitsu loves telling that story loves telling like, that story fortunately or maybe unfortunately i don't know i like none of my friends like I have friends through jujitsu who train, 
mm-hmm. which are the obvious ones. Then I have, you know, friends before jujitsu, none of which train. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, I guess none of them have an interest. Like none of them really like talk shit or say, oh, well, I would just stand up or I would do this. I, I do have uh, one buddy, my, <clears throat> excuse me, my co-host for uh, the Colompton Bear Club. Whenever we do talk about fights, like because he's a boxing fan. Mm-hmm. So he always leans heavy into like, well, you know, the boxer, you know, when the fight is like, well, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, if he connects, yeah, yeah he like he's going to knock you the fuck out. But if he can't stop a takedown, if you, you know, if you get in close and just clinch with them, they're going to be in for a long night. And we were talking about something recently. And it was just like, it's like you, like you can't understand. You, you need to come out there and like experience what's going on on that mat to understand how powerless you are. Mm-hmm. If you do not know what's going on on these mats, if you don't train, you will understand like how little you can do. So um, like, I'd like for him to come out, you know, just to train, not even just for like the sake of like, haha, I'm going to bully you and beat you up. No, like I, I told him like, look, you will roll with me and I will take care of you. I'll make sure you're safe. Yes. You know, I, I'm a safe uh, rolling partner. Um, we will go over things slowly, but it's one of those, you know, moments where it's just like, I need you to understand that. Yes. Boxing is dangerous. Like, Trust me, if you put me in a situation where it's like, okay, you're going to go up against a boxer and he gets to use boxing, you get to use jujitsu. I'm a little nervous because if they connect, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to sleep probably. And if Mm -hmm. not, I know that that CTE is going to fucking advance very quickly. And my brain cells are like, fuck this guy. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I would never say, oh, well, grappler, well, you know, a pure grappler would be the pure boxer like any day of the week. I think we have some advantages for sure. Yeah, but, because if you get in close and then it, once the ground, once it hits the ground, if you get one leg and you, uh-huh. you're good, good at whatever sweep you want to do, it's yep. game over. Because a boxer, boxer needs kind of space. So if you've got them on the ground, how are they going to punch with the ground blocking them and... Yep. It's it is it's something that I, I talked with one of my old bosses about it. We were talking about um he's from the Dominican Republic and he was like in a lot of street fights. And I was like, uh, I mean, I don't doubt it. Like I, you know, just looking at his fist and his wrist, it's like, Yeah, I don't want to get hit by one of those fucking canned hams. Look at your hands, dude. Like, I don't want you touching me. I was like, but if we were to fight, I'm trying to close the distance and I'm getting in tight so you cannot punch me with, with full force. Yeah, and, there's been a few times where people have kind of tackled me joke, jokingly and it's like, don't, don't, don't. And they just do it and you guillotine them because they've got the, the head on the outside or you're kind of, and then they tap, you know, then they go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I made a mistake. Don't do it. Like it's not. It's it's not worth the effort. Also, look at it too. It's like like you and I at Skosis. If you know, we're like, okay, we're gonna mess around, start grappling again. We know what we're doing, so there's gonna Mm -hmm. be a point of control. Versus, if let's say 
um pinkerton came over was like okay actually with his pro wrestling background i think he would actually have some uh, decent control too well, yeah, if he if 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 he if you knew uh, catch and release, because uh, a lot yeah. of wrestlers would know catch and release, so you'd you'd have you'd have some idea. Like as um as a certain person that we know that likes to say, when you walk into a room, you eye people up and go, "Ooh, he'd be cool. He'd be cool. He'd be cool." Because yep. I remember I was having a chat with Ricky, and he was like, "Oh, you're coming over. You can have a wrestle with such and such and such a just at the back," and I'm like. I'm game, but it'll only be a friendly role. You know what I mean? I've never kind of. I've got I've got two rules when I roll people: don't pull my fingers, and don't poke me in the eyes. That's when you'll get angry at me. And my roles are always a bit friendlier with a banter, unless you're angry. Yeah, I always feel like you know when you look around at people. It's like you can tell who's like kind of on the level, like at least like cool, like even if they don't know anything, it's like they're just cool. It's like, OK, you know, if, if shit, you know, got silly, you know, they, they will still be playful about it and not trying to fucking, you know, injure anyone or, or be malicious. Um, and I, I always will tell this to the kids that we coach, too, is like, you know, what we're learning here, it's not for play. It's not for funsies. You know, you're not taking this back to school and 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 playing with your classmates you know at recess with this you know we're doing this for discipline self-defense you know you know better health exercise just multiple things but this is not for play no one you know you play basketball you play football but you don't play uh boxing you don't play fighting you'll play jiu-jitsu it's you said it it's self-defense have you been in a situation out and about with um you know just where you had to use your jiu-jitsu <laughs> um, like just like oh you know i wasn't expecting to do this shit today yes <laughs> many times oh uh, the, the latest the last one was luckily we didn't have to do it so the guy that got me into jiu-jitsu his name's robbie he's a prick but he's a nice prick and so where, where we work one of the security guards was getting a bit um, a bit of hassle off these kind of Rudigers, let's call them. And Robbie was like, fuck this game ball. I was like, just take it easy, take it easy. It's like, just fuck off. He's don't want to fight us. Three of them, two of them, they're like, oh, we'll take his, we'll take his. He's won't. Robbie gets a bit, you know, peacock, he just pops it up. And on the old, you know, wrist lock. And that was it, mm. pretty much. But I've, I've had many times where people have kind of, like I've had a guy kind of grab me by the throat. I'd say, like, I was out in front of my kids. It's like, get your hand away from me. It's popped away, round the back. Little wrist lock. It's like, don't do that again. You know what I mean? You're embarrassing yourself. So that was the end of that. So basically, you just go straight to prison rolls with the wrist lock. You're like, look, wrist well, locks it- are fair game everywhere. Yeah, in this, if you get kind of confronted with someone on the street, everything's fair game. You know what I mean? If you got if you got tall legs, I'm going for your legs. Like, oh yeah, we, we joke because I work with Rob. 
uh, we joke and kind of go like, oh, look at his fucking legs. You know, you're checking out his legs, go, oh, he's got fucking dangly arms. He'd like to do this and like that. Like, you're like pieces of meat where you're just like, oh, he's got a fucking long neck. Here. You can just slide in and, you know, it's funny, but it's, it, it's, it is what we kind of do, my kid. Yeah. It's like you see anybody with a long neck. That that is kind of a, a, a sign to me. It's like, oh my lord, that dude. Oh, all type Dars, guillotine, like rear naked. It's like all of this shit's available for me. Uh, yeah. You know, but you know, but that I think that's part of it with us too. It's like again, you know, you walk into the room. You know, first off, you just want to make sure, like, as you're, you know, kind of, you know, surveying, like, all right some shit goes down mm-hmm. like who's the problem and who is mm-hmm. we were um we were just you know at my friends uh we went to a baseball game usually i don't go to baseball too often so anyone who's listening has probably heard me mention several times now oh great we know dante you went to a fucking baseball game get over it people go not me um <laughs> uh, but I we're in a, baseball <laughs> nor do i but, but Bobby was trying to teach me some kind of rules and stuff. But that's all I know about baseball. There's a lot to it. And I, I understand it. Honestly, it's more that I'm just not interested in watching it. Like at the stadium, I'd be mm-hmm. happy to you know watch a game because the atmosphere. But if you said, hey, we're going to put baseball on, on the TV, I'm going to say, you guys do that. I'm going to go ahead and take a nap. <laughs> I, I have minimum yes. interest. But um. At the game, we're in a suite, and you know, I'm talking with uh, my buddy's son, and you know, he he's come over and trained uh, briefly with us, and you know, we're just talking about fighting in general, and you know, the one thing we're talking about is like people who you know who train typically don't have an interest in fighting at all. It, it's just you know, we, we understand violence and, you know, we don't want to engage in it. We, you know, we want to make sure everybody's safe to, you know, and, you know, if you come at me, I'm gonna come right back at you, but you know, we're not out looking for a fight. And I told him, I was like, look, I think of it this way. We've gotten into this suite and I've looked around each person who's coming here. There are two people in this suite that I think is a major concern. And I found out later on, one of those dudes actually is a wrestler. Oh. Um, so, and I fucking knew it. I looked and I was like, I got a feeling this dude's wrestled before. And this is just like, just eyeballing. I was like, I mm-hmm. got a feeling. And, you know, I was talking to my, my buddy later on. And he was like, yeah, you know, Eric, uh, you know, he used to wrestle. I was like, I fucking knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and he was, he would be my chief concern. It's like, I'd have to worry about that dude. And then, um, uh, my buddy's cousin, who's kind of a bigger fella, like he looks solid, like muscular. And it's like, it's just like looking at his hands is like I feel like that dude connects. Like I don't, I don't want no part of that. But I told uh, my buddy's son, I was like, if some shit went down, honestly, like if y'all were like attack Dante, the first thing I'm doing is I'm running. <laughs> I know I can outrun everybody in this goddamn suite, <laughs> everyone. So y'all can come chase me if you want, but I promise you, I can run faster than you and my cardio is not great, but I got a feeling my cardio is better than, you know, these other guys. Maybe that wrestler might have a, a leg up on me on the cardio. I don't know. He didn't look like he didn't look like he, he, he could distance run. So I think if some shit went down, I can make it out and get to the car. <laughs> Throw some chairs in the front of him. 
Yeah, exactly. Here's an obstacle. Jump over that shit. And, you know, exactly. most most regular folks don't really have good balance. So you start cheering for them, people are falling down. Mm-hmm. You know, just sprawl, fucking duck side to side. <laughs> it's like, it, it, exactly. So, yeah, that one dude, it, there was just something about him. It was like, he looked like a wrestler, but it's like kind of his movements too. He's <laughs> like, that guy looks like he fucking sprawls. Yeah, <laughs> he just, I, he sits around the living room. Just I think, I think people that train jiu-jitsu kind of know how to aisle people, kind of like but body shape and go, ooh, what's he's kind of mm-hmm. got some kind of athletics, athleticism or kind of sort of build kind of guy. He's a boxer or kind of footballer, or, you know, yeah. because when you're going for like like how we do our kind of classes, it's kind of uh, drilling and then sparring and then pacific sparring and then like an open mat and during the open mat you, you're whoever's there is there you can kind of see you're gonna okay this person's light go easy on him okay you know you have to have a judge of uh shape wise because if you want to get squashed you go with the big guys the fucking six foot four fucking monsters you know if you want a light roll you go with the kind of lighter guys you know, anytime I see, you know, like at our gym, yeah, you know, pretty uh, average size fellas uh, rolling, and the gals are all, you know, pretty smaller as well. Um, and it's always interesting when you do see the big dudes. It's like, because I keep forgetting, like, I'm I'm 200 plus, so I'm not a little fella myself. But in yeah, my mind, I'm like, yeah, man, you're probably the same as me, no? Oh God, really? Yeah. Uh, 2.15. Um, I, mean, I might be down a little bit today, but that's water. I, I, I feel skinny. <laughs> Standing next to you, I thought you were the same thing as me. I'm 1.8. I'm going to say 1.87. See, I know. Yeah, when, when we're at Skullstice, I was definitely in that 2. I was probably pushing closer to 2.20 by that point. <laughs> like, like, I hadn't been doing shit. Um... Like, you know, I was, I was, I think I was in between switching jobs or I might've already started the new job. I can't remember, but I know there was this, this period of time where it was like, okay, I got the groin injury, so I'm not training. You know, I think I was just fucking dicking around at home, like, you know, so uh, pastries, sure. Pass uh-huh. me <laughs> I'm not passing that up beer. Give me more. So yeah, yeah two two fifteen. That's what it was. Your LBS. Um. So yeah. Uh. I, yeah. I don't know how to convert. Like I could convert Celsius and Fahrenheit pretty easily. I can't convert pounds and kilos. So you. What do you use? Use use. Ton. Um. What's that? What do you use? Kg or grams? Uh. No. Uh. Pounds. LBS. Oh, yes, right. There we go. Yeah, I would have been around 185, somewhere around 185. Yeah, and I'd say okay. I'd say when I was over there, it's probably around 187, which isn't too bad, but I, I kind of hover like I competed at under 83. I was a middleweight, and now I'm not a middleweight. Anymore. So, and and like where you're at is where I'm trying to get. 
So when I did compete, I competed at what it was like 184, mm-hmm. 183, 184. Um, I felt okay. It, it was uncomfortable because usually I, I, you know, will walk around about 190. Mm-hmm. And that felt the safest for me. My body felt okay. I felt strong at that weight. So I was like, all right, well, you know, let's let's work our way back down. Because right now at 215, I just feel like, you know, I feel like I'm I'm you know, just heavy. You know, it's like when I try to do anything, I just feel like any training partner I have is smaller than me. I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna smash this human. I didn't mean to. Like they get underneath me now they're dead, so. <laughs> but I always forget that I am a one of the bigger fellas at the gym. So when we are rolling, I'm like, oh shit! Like I so try actually, to go like I, I try to go with the smaller guys, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, the smaller guys is the best. Yeah, I found I, it. I here. feel like I learned the most from them. We found it here. I'm. I'm eighty. I'm one nine six. So what I normally go down to is one eight two. Okay. So is you uh uh in pounds uh one hundred ninety six. Uh, yeah. So what am I ninety now? Yeah, I'm one nine eight now. Ninety kg, and I would normally okay. go down to. 83 kg, which is 182. Well, that's school okay. size around 190. Hmm. All right. Like, but I was on holidays, so I was like, eat some beer, fuck off. Of course. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 right now, I'm uh, working out every day in some capacity, training on the weekends, and it, it feels like a good formula that's working for me right now. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of I think with my new job I'm too busy to eat junk food like my old job it's like a lot of sit around time and then I would just go up the street to the store get honey buns cupcakes just soda all this bullshit Mm. no the two days I train are kind of like I train Mondays and Wednesdays Uh, I'd love to be able to train more but unfortunately can't the time and there are the days where I come on the lowest. And then when it comes kind of Saturday, Sunday, I'm a bit, a bit, a bit heavy because, you know, weekend and yep. extra dinners and extra snacks with kids. <laughs> and, you know, hey, pizza Fridays. Yep. I was going to say on the weekend, we, we get pizza no matter what. Pizza's happening. And it's like, you know, it, like the way the setup is for me right now is just because during the week, because I don't have time to eat shitty food and then mm-hmm. the weekend gets here where I would eat the shitty food I'm training mm-hmm. so it's like oh I don't have a chance and it's like I, I kind of like it right now uh, I, I, I think you know I did have a donut yesterday uh, one of my <laughs> uh, one of my former Jeez. students <laughs> yeah, so, so a former student of mine he reached out to me and he was like hey man stop by the donut uh, shack uh, we own it, so oh, nice. you know, you know, just stop through, and and we'll we'll uh, you know, I'll hook you up. And I was like, 
I do, you know, I, I'll, I'll buy the donuts. I appreciate it. So after training yesterday, I said, you know what? Let me stop by. Let me get half a dozen. So they make them fresh right there. By the nice. time I got there at around noon, they were they were all out of donuts. That morning rush hit them. So they're like there were literally like four donuts, not four types of donuts, but four actual donuts available. So I bought three of the donuts. And then, um, you know, I brought them home. My wife and my daughter, I was like, here's some donuts. I got to go back to training. I come back home, you know, and they're like, I think they split. I think it was like they, they split one or something. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to go ahead and eat this donut. And let me tell you, oh, my God, it was such a fucking treat. It was <laughs> so good. Like, and I don't, I don't eat donuts with, like, jelly and, and like, like, fucking cream filling and shit. Like it's not my cup of tea, but oh lord, <laughs> I I took a bite into this um this strawberry shortcake filled one, and I I looked at my wife. I was like, dude, this is gonna be a problem because that donut shop's on the way home from the gym, oh. and the only thing that would stop me is that it's hard to park in there. That's the <laughs> only thing stopping me. But if I see a parking space, I might make that stop. No, it's sometimes after training, I'll have pizza because, you know, you feel so empty. It's like, oh, so hungry. I just want energy. I just want food. I remember I was doing an episode of, uh, with Chokey on his podcast and it's just carb loaded, carb loaded. I was just so hungry. It's the best feeling ever, but also not think- a good feeling. Pizza's like a safe go to. Because you, you you can get all walks of life in pizza. You can get your veggie pizza. You can get your meat lover's pizza. You can just get cheese pizza. You can mm-hmm. go to all those other bullshit. So there's like these excuses for like, I got to have this one. Me, well, I think we had pizza last night. And it was like really kind of like a default food. Because my wife would say, what do you want for dinner? And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't care. Like mm-hmm. whatever we have, I'll, I will eat. And then my daughter's like, well, I want pizza. And I'm not going to say no. So, you know, I grabbed my phone immediately and ordered a pizza. I didn't, there was no, no room for any further discussion. Mm. And it shows up and it was just like, dude, it was like, I was trying my best not to be like a fucking hog. <laughs> it was like, I think I got two slices and I started eating the one slice and I got back up, went, went around uh, over to the store. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and grab this other one just in case. Yeah. Mm. I have Italian. She made homemade pizza yesterday. Ooh. Young, young, young. I was only allowed two slices. She made four pizzas, and I was only allowed two slices. So I feel like that's a little unfair to make some good, delicious homemade fucking pizza. You know, like you can only have two slices. That, yeah. like, that's torture. Yeah. Ah, it's a filling. It's a filling pizza. It's nice. Good. Good. Yeah. Is it like, um, like, like what kind of style is it? Like a deep dish type of style? No, it's not deep dish. It's just kind of, it's kind of hard to explain. It makes it like the square size. You get like a good chunk. Um, yeah, it's kind of okay. So like a Sicilian, like a Sicilian uh, pizza. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's no, from yeah, she's from Rome, hence why I trained in Rome. Okay. My eldest sibling. You know? 
Makes sense. It all connects yeah. now. I also find it funny. It's like, I don't know if you've ever experienced it with tra- your training partners. There's like a nerd culture. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's it's... a lot of Dragon Ball Z here. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine would be kind of your bag, actually. A lot, a lot of Marvel and a lot of DC. Um, people are trying to like kind of that type of stuff. Like, that's kind of good. And I, I really found it uh, hilarious. As I found out you're a big football fan. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you saw, yeah, when, when you uh, helped carry, carry the shit out, you saw my Lions uh, head. Uh, headrests on the on the car, and he starts talking. Yeah, shit. And I was like, okay, you like the Bears, all right? All yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> so it's having the banter with Eric B. See, see, and that's that's the thing. Like we we both Detroit fans. He he's yeah. in the heart, <laughs> and it's like, oh, you like Chicago? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how I should feel about you now. <laughs> <laughs> we can have a roll. <laughs> it's like it's like you're just going back and forth about fucking Chicago versus Detroit. And it's like fuck, just get on the mat, just fucking put your gi on. Um, but no, that that that's like what? Uh, how did like you gain interest in in American football? Like, uh, so like the year I was born, I'm forty, so eighty six. That's all I'll say. You know, A6, Walter Payton, Fridge, when I was younger, my dad, mm-hmm. uh, me and my brother. Like, my brother's a Rams fan. You know what I mean? Like, we, we, we bought a bit of ball, and at the time, they were, like, selling these little helmets, and ever since then, we've kind of had an interest. And uh, I think sometimes during the years, you kind of fall out, but I'd say in the last eight years, ten years, I've gotten back into it and kind of, the love is kind of rekindled oh, and uh, okay. i've gone over to a few games i've gone to a game in chicago i've gone to two games in london um yeah it's good fun the next escape yeah football i've had a on again off again relationship with football like growing up like growing up i didn't understand that i was an athlete so we would play football and they would just tell me just run Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I, I didn't know what I was running for. And I think once I got older, then I understood. You know, I started watching it more, understanding. If I run out here and they throw it, I catch it. I got to get there. Okay. And then I remember when I moved here to Maryland at recess, we were, they, they were about to play uh, football, about to play two hand touch. And I didn't want to play because I was the new kid. I was like, I'm not going to get picked. They don't know me. And the one guy was like, yeah, come on, dude. Just come play. I was the very last pick. I'm the new kid. They're like, just fucking pick them. Pity. That's you funny. know, pick them out of pity. Uh, the kickoff comes my way. I pick it up. I run it back. It's two-hand touch, mind you. Didn't get touched at all. Not a single hand. And then from that point, I was like, oh, shit. And then, like, I was, the, I was the first pick every day at recess for the rest of the school year because I was fast. And then once we started playing after school, I'm bigger than everyone at this point too. Like the size that I am now, as far as my height goes, I've been this height since fifth grade. So I've been five foot nine mm-hmm. and I weighed about 130 to 150 pounds in that window. So 
I was also able to just start running kids over. So if they tried to <laughs> tackle me, it was just like, oh, not today. Yeah. And, and I started really like kind of falling in love with watching it and playing, a, you know, played in high school. But it was one of those things where it's like I wasn't disciplined enough to understand. Like, if you tell me to run this route, I didn't understand. Like, I was like, just give me the ball. I'll, I'll yeah. get the touchdown. Um, so un- I was definitely uncoachable at the time. What position did you play? Receiver? So, yeah. So, I was like, because I was tall, I thought going into high school, I'm going to, yeah, I thought I was going to still be growing. So, I was like, I'm going to be the greatest receiver they've ever seen. Like, I could catch anything thrown my way. And I got there and I was like, holy shit, these fucking kids are huge. Like, <laughs> why am I not this huge? And, and the thing that would get me is that I remember a coach said this at practice. It wasn't just at me. It was like, kind of a blanket statement to everyone if you cannot run a route i don't care how good you catch you will never see this field if you can't run your routes mm-hmm. and i remember thinking well fuck <laughs> like, I, like I, I just didn't get it so they moved me to defense okay They're like i want to put you at safety and, and that seemed to work out for me because it was like basically just hunt the ball Mm-hmm. You see the ball, you go go get the guy with the ball. That was at least the initial assignment. Then you start breaking down the ideal of like zone coverage versus man coverage. Um, you know, come up to help, you know, you know, if it's a run play, things like that. Sand the box. Yep, yep. It in in I, I think during that time though, I fell out of love with it because it was like I didn't I felt like maybe this isn't something I want to do because I don't think about all this shit. Mm-hmm. I just want to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but I watched, did, like, I mean, did a lot of watching. I, I love watching football for sure. Yeah. We had a we had Gaelic football here, Gaelic football hurling. And I was kind of like you. I was in primary school or your, uh, not middle school, the one before middle school. Uh, elementary? Yeah. So I was tall and big. So all through that, I was kind of like midfield power. Blah, 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 blah. Then we had to kind of high school. I didn't. I stopped growing, and everyone else grew. And I was like, "Ooh, I'm not the biggest anymore." So I kind of readjust my game and stuff like that. Yep. No power. Yeah, and and I think that that was kind of a thing too. Is like readjusting. Because mm-hmm. at one point I was like, "I'm the fastest," and I was still one of the fastest kids. I just wasn't the biggest kid. And you definitely have the advantages when you're tall. And I, I think for me, it just, I, I, I will say that that kind of discouraged me a little bit. Also, um, I just had issues with my mom as well because my mom yeah. moved down here and she lived across the street from the school. And I would have to go wait for my grandma to come pick me up after practice. And my mom was just kind of uh, uh, verbally and emotionally abusive, you know, when, when it came to me playing sports mm-hmm. and it, I've not completely putting this on her because I, you know, I made a choice too, but it did rattle me and I just stopped playing and stopped caring altogether. So uh, it, I, I've always been into sports though. It's just a matter of, you know, what am I doing physically with them? Am I playing basketball? Am I playing football? Uh, softball? Am I lifting weights? Am I running? Am I doing jujitsu? There was always a need for me to do physical stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's also, again, like I said, 
I had my moments where I wasn't coachable. So I think we every, learn. Every, everyone is coachable. It's just a different way. How to how do you coach them? Because that's one thing I like with jiu-jitsu and what I like about American football is while looking at someone training, if it's football or jiu-jitsu, you look at them and go, what's their style? What what do they what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? What are they good at? If they're good on their back, if it's jiu-jitsu, are they good in the stand-up, you know, or football? Are they good at going, reading the play or kind of, if they're a good tackler or kind of a good quarterback? I like that kind of analyzing or self-scouting someone. So, like, I, I like, I used to, when we go to tournaments, I kind of like to be the corner man and just look okay. at the fights. If the person needed help, you know, kind of go, look, they're, they're going for this kind of setup. Be careful because you can you can read the kind of language of the the role if yeah. you want to put it like that. And I like that. It's one of the reasons why I like American football. But you don't get much of that here. The I, I find with football, um, American football, one of the big things to that to me is dissecting you know when it comes to defense and offense you know dissecting the plays you know like you said you know if they have a tendency to do this you know oh like especially if you're on defense it's like okay well we know they have a good run game where they tend to run they run up the middle all right let's force them to do something different but it's like taking away their ability and the same thing on the mat it's like okay i know this guy has a good over under pass don't give them that option Mm -hmm. like Oh, they got a good knee cut. Take that, take that away. Like Gordon Ryan says that he says, you know, he's not a good athlete. He's not athletic at all, but his opponents are. So he takes away their athletic ability and make them fight on his level. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's what I do like about football. You know, if you got a good coach, it's like, well, look, I know they like to play running gun. I know they like to fucking, you know, throw the long pass. I know they like to, you know, score fast. Fuck them. Don't let them do it. Take it away from them, make them grind it out with us. We like to play Smash Mouth, so we're going to run the ball. We're going to burn the clock out, and we're going to hit their dudes every chance we get. Football today isn't, you know, you don't have that availability with, um, you know, like growing up, football, it was, you, you would see dudes come across the middle. You know, the dude would get hit so hard, his helmet go one direction, his body go the other. And it's like, that was, you know, that was just the game back then. Now yeah. it, it's. And, and, you know, for safety, for sure, you know, you like, like I said, you, you don't want to break your toys. You break them, you can't mm-hmm. break them later. So, you know, people can complain about f- football, you know, and say, oh, it's soft now. And it's like, look, man, at the end of the day, we're people mm-hmm. and, and we're, we're fragile. Human, you, the human body is a fucked up machine that's very fragile. So, yep. you know, what they're doing I, on those fields. You only, get, you only get one body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When they played rugby, you'd see as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, just looking at, you know, something like rugby, it's like, you know, when I've seen video of rugby, I'm like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> are they going to be okay? Wait, like, you know, the funny thing is, like, watching American football, I think American football is harder on your body than rugby. Like, how I got into rugby was I wanted to actually play American football, but I couldn't find a team. So uh, uh, a family member, he married my cousin, 
And I said, here, come down here. And I stayed with them for nearly, well, eight years, seven years. And I wanted to get into coaching, but the opportunity never, never occurred. So I was like, all right, fuck this one. I'll try something new. And hence I tried jiu-jitsu because of my mate fucking pestered me for all them years. And I haven't, you know, I, have, I still do it after all that time. You know what I mean? I, I always feel like when, when it comes to like physical ability, you know, for the most part, you know, if you, if you did something once, you may not do that same thing later, but you know, Physical people tend to always try to find physical things to do. Mm-hmm. And 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 sometimes it even extends off of that because it may not even always be about the physical as much as it's about the science of it or the breakdown of it, the puzzle of it. You mm-hmm. know, w- w- when I think about jujitsu, I think that's one thing that does draw me to it is that it's it's a big ass puzzle and the pieces are always changing. Mm-hmm. But I do love the physicality of it. Um, but if you said to me, Hey, I want you to go learn a new language. <laughs> I would approach it kind of the same way I approach jujitsu. You know, it's like, all right, let me, you know, break down, you know, each of these little things. At first, let's learn the letters, obviously. Yeah. You know, no different than how, how you teach it regular. Then you learn your words. And then, you know, once you start getting your words together, you know, it's like, all right, how do we make these words work? Like, you know, at one point I was trying to teach myself Italian. And I had a good <laughs> grasp on the words alone, but the sentence structure is where yeah. it's really fucking weird. And I was like, fuck, I That's thought I had it. I have, I'm trying to learn Italian and it's the structure of the, of the sentence. I could say the word, but I'm not putting it in the right, you know, I could be, I could just go, how is the weather? But it's not like that. It's fucking yeah. the weather is something else. Fuck this. Oh yeah, it, it's trust me. It, I, I, I spent. I want to say, like, three months. I would come home from work every day. I would work out, and then I would do what I would call homework, and that was teach myself mm-hmm. Italian. Um, I liked having that structure. It, it just felt like you know, there's a system here. I go to work. It was no different than going to school, going to practice, and doing homework. So it was the same yeah. format. And it just got so frustrating. And this was kind of before the internet was, the internet was a thing, but the internet wasn't what it is now. So it, it was very frustrating. I had all these fucking CDs and, and fucking uh, CD-ROMs for the computer. Yeah, tapes, everything. And and I had a coworker. She was actually Italian. And okay. she, like... I was like, because we we're we were uh, teachers. I was like, perfect. I got a I got a, a coworker that's in the you know, she speaks Italian and she's a teacher. Let me see if I can get her to teach me. And all she did was cuss at me. She, yeah. didn't, she fucking teach me any words. She was just teaching me cuss words and then yeah. you know, like jokingly trying to set me up for failure. Like like, hey, go say this to that person. I was like, fuck no. I, don't, I like, I'm I know at least a couple cuss words, and I know you're trying to get me to go cuss at that person. Like I'm not falling for your fucking fuckery. Yeah. I know, I know. That's the same with me in Polish and all the dirty words. But now I've got an Italian partner. It's like you're an Italian. I know all the bad words. So, of course. And I'm in, in, I know I'm in trouble because in Italian. As I say, in, in I'm sure in a lot of those cases, you know the bad words because they're being yelled at you. Well, yeah, and as you can see from behind me, when 
that gets added. That's when the Italian and all the and then it gets done. Yeah. That's um the funny thing here in the house is like I still like utilize some Italian, just like kind of goofing around. Uh, and I, I thought about it. I was like, ah, you know, I wondered like teaching my daughter, a, you know, second language, like because she's still young, mm-hmm. you know, that would greatly benefit her. I remember my grandma said that to me when I first moved in with them. My grandmother was taking Spanish. Nice. And she goes, um, you know, we're sitting down at dinner. She goes, Jake, how would you feel about learning a second language in the house, specifically Spanish? And I'm 12 years old. I look up at her. I go, nah. <laughs> Just went back to Eden. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Yeah, it was like, all, all I care about at that time was fucking G.I. Joe and Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I had no interest in learning Spanish. And I, I wish I would have at the time. I wish I would have just said, sure, that'd be a great idea, Grandma. And Yeah. You know. Hindsight is a great thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, like all the things they tried to teach me then i wish i would have just said grandma you're right instead i was like nah i'm not doing that i <laughs> i think i'm gonna go do something else now i'm gonna hang out in the world <laughs> yeah like i don't need to learn spanish i'm gonna go hang out with these guys down the street at the construction site it sounds like they're speaking <laughs> spanish all the time like i'll learn from them yeah. <laughs> they weren't interested in teaching they were just cussing at me fuck again that's how you learn the curse words. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I almost didn't graduate high school because of Spanish. Oh yeah. Like like our um teacher, like again, not trying to blame her because I mean again, I, I didn't know the work, but she gave us the final on the wrong day. Now I will admit I was hustling. I was hustling at this point to try to like bring it all together so I can fucking get done with Spanish. She mm-hmm. gave us the final um, a few days early. She was supposed to give it to us on a Thursday. We got it on like a Tuesday or yeah, once it was a Tuesday. Um, and we're as seniors, uh, you know, there was only four seniors in the class, so we sat down in the hallway and did the the final. And like I'm sitting there, I was like I like I didn't get anything. I was just like I felt so dumb. But I felt dumber after because she wasn't checking on us and we had our books right there. And at no point did I think to look at my book. So on one note, sure, I was being a good, honest kid. But on another note, it was like, dude, just fuck that. Just fucking <laughs> pass this thing. So did you pass? She, no, I fell the fuck out of that thing. <laughs> like, I wasn't even close to passing. Like, if you said, like, like over under, you know, 50, 50%, for sure under. Like easy under, like the most under you could ever get. And the thing is, during the like the the third and fourth quarter of the school year, I was working hard. So I mm-hmm. was trying. And I know my grades came up. But I don't think she I think she just kind of looked and was like, fuck this kid. Cause there was some some tests that I took where it's like, oh no, 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 I know that's correct. And she marked it wrong. So after everything fails i go talk to the guidance counselor i was like hey man like like i don't know what to do so she went to the teacher like hey just write a paper on bullfighting 
and, and they'll pass you. So I went to the fucking library at the school, grabbed the encyclopedia, pulled up bullfighting, and copied word for word everything in the encyclopedia and turned it in. I know she didn't read it. <laughs> like she it's like passive. fucking right, doggy. <laughs> like I gave her the paper, she gave me a D, and that was good enough for me to get through. And it was like, because I think the big thing was like, it'd be fucked up not to let this kid graduate because of fucking Spanish. And, and you're, you're not going to shout out the teacher's name. <laughs> I, 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 I honestly don't remember her name. I think it might have been Linda Meyer. I think it was Miss Linda Meyer. I, I think. I hope she listens to the podcast. <laughs> Maybe she could be a black belt. I hope. I hope. Uh, we'll talk to her like, you know, what's up? Let's, let's be friends. Like, yeah. But I wouldn't trust her to grade me um, in jiu-jitsu because she just fucking fell me anyway. You're not a blue belt. You're a white belt. I'll take yeah. that. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, cool. I almost wore my white belt back to training the other day. <laughs> like and like I said, I feel like a fresh blue belt. I was like, I almost took my, my, put my white belt on. I was like, hey, coach. Like, what the fuck no, are you like, doing? If 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 you forget your belt, there's like we have a yellow belt. It's called the yellow belt oh. of shame. So if you forget a belt, it's like there you go. It's like you, you'll see some people some people just like rooting through the, the kind of being a belt. Kind of, you forget your belt. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> ja, I've been waiting for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, if we don't if we forget our belts, uh they just give us uh one of the white belts from the lost and found. Yes. And it I, I actually keep three belts in my in my uh backpack. Oh <laughs> just in case I take one off and leave it somewhere. It's like nah, there's two more in that bag. So no, I keep just my purple belt and I keep my two other belts over there, but my kids were kind of playing with them. If you know what I mean. <laughs> like yeah. I have to take them. Because <laughs> I, I I like I just I I wrap them to kind of get a, a certain kind of mm-hmm. my white belt, my blue belt, and then wrap them in a wear on. It looks kind of cool. So when the journey's yeah. finished, I'd like to kind of get get it framed mm-hmm. wherever I, wherever I stop if I stop. I have um my original blue belt sitting here next to me. I had to get a new one. I remember I went to my coach and I go, "Hey man, is it all right if I it is? Would it be weird for me to buy another blue belt?" I was like, "No, dude." He like he was like, you know how many black belts I, I've bought? I was like, well, you're a black belt. It's that's different. <laughs> it's like, yeah. No, it's like, just buy another. Just buy another. Go up to the front desk. Get a belt. Uh, it's only weird if you buy like a, a higher rank belt. Mm-hmm. You're not that rank. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Because uh, my original blue belt, when I got promoted, it was this ridiculously long belt. So I went over to uh, the tailor and I got it measured and, and fit uh to me and then you know i started gaining some pounds and <laughs> i had to make a decision with this blue belt do i keep this blue belt and just hustle and lose the weight or do i just go spend 15 dollars and get another fucking belt and i was like i have 15 dollars those the treats so, in the wash that, I yes remember mm-hmm. they, i so so the new blue belt I watched it and it's still it's still 
seems fine. Well, so I don't. I, I wash them and then I um I hang them. I hang dry. Mm-hmm. Them. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have another gi on the way because I've been fucking shrinking my gis again, and I'm not sure why my wife is allowing me to do laundry. <laughs> like she and so yesterday when I went back for that second training, I wore a gi that um I gotten from my buddy um Mike who runs Asgard five hundred three. And the pants were too small. Ooh. And I, oh my God, I, like I was trying to do a move and my coach kept saying, just swing your leg around. It's like, that is not physically possible for me to do. <laughs> like, I can't do that right now. Uh, like, the next the week. Too, too tight in the upper region. Yeah, it it was like, yeah. it, it, I didn't notice until I got onto the mat. I stepped on it. I was like, Something like my it feels tight around my thigh. I was like, the fuck? It's like shit. (laughs) It is a two, but I shrunk it and I was like, fuck. All right. So I I ordered another one from them um at A2L and I'm gonna fucking take care of this goddamn thing because I bought one gi thinking I would shrink it. It was like an Mm A4, I think, or it Mm might have been an A3L. I don't know. It was it was a larger gi and it never shrunk. Oh, <laughs> and I was trying to find it again. It was a, a, a Maeda uh, gi, and I could never find another one again. And I was like, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll get the proper size and I'll be all right. But I I, I tend to look after my geese. I've, I have had eight geese, but I sold one of them, and one of them started to rip, so it kind of retired that one but like yeah the funniest going back to it's like people like your your colors so I'm looking after the shop and you have people kind of buying rash cards and they're like oh I, I really like that uh that purple one it's like you're only you're only starting you can only have this one or this one you can't really go what what that's the purple one it's like Mm-mm. not allowed I'm afraid it's funny. You can like it all you want. Yeah. Oh, I really want the black one. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you could. You like, know, this is your second day. Just relax. Like, you'll get there one day, Chief. One day. Exactly. Uh, there was, um, like, at, at our gym, like, right now, we wear only white geese, which the, the fucked up thing is my favorite geese is this blue uh, Fuji. Um, Sakai I just love it. it fit perfect it 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 was perfect and they're like okay we're switching to all white and I was like oh no <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not sure what to do because I don't know how to buy geese and then like if you look at my closet it's like all these white geese and not, like none of them fit the, like the one that's too big <laughs> and all these geese that are like too tight on my body it's like uh, like why like, no. like, like, I think I, I have like two, like, uh, two, like, blue, or, yeah, two blue geese and a black gee that I just, I'm not gonna ever wear again unless I don't know. <laughs> They're just I there. I, I think I have three blue geese, and the rest are all white. I, I'd love a black gee, but we're not gonna wear black, white, and blue only. Yeah, I, I think at our gym at one point, if you coached you wore a black gi 
and I just gotten asked to help with the kids' class and be an assistant. So, and I just got in a black gi, so it was perfect timing. And then, you know, started the rumblings of like, well, I think we're gonna start switching to all whites. And that went on for about a year and a half. I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna keep wearing these other gis. Mm-hmm. And then the day that it happened, I remember I showed up in my blue. We're all like warming up, and I was like, "Did I miss the meeting? Did I not get the memo? Like, what's going on?" <laughs> um, did I? And I, I, I kind of knew. I just sometimes I like to play dumb, but I knew it, it's. I don't know. Like now, I'm used to it, but it, it's definitely. I, I like. I see a lot of cool like blue geese. I'm just like, God, I want that, and they're like, Nah, only white, homie. I find bluegies are better because, like, your mats, I don't know, our, our colored mats are blue. So if you're wearing white, they kind of blew up your knees. And mm-hmm. it'd be a pain in the ass to get out, like, after a while. Like, we have um, gray and black mats. So, yeah, when, you, when you're wearing those white geese, you know, it's like, is it, like, I think it's from the mat or it's like, I don't know, maybe or maybe, you know. You're just ro- rolling around in dirt. I can't tell you which one's which. <laughs> get your life you, together. Shit. You get home and Mrs. is like, what the fuck have you been doing? <laughs> Playing in a field. Yeah. That, that, well, when I came home, my hand all fucked up. Like I said, I didn't know until later in the night. And then I'm sitting there. And then my wife, like, like I, you know, I tried to hide it from her because I just uh-huh. don't want to hear it. Uh-huh. And she sees, she's like, why are you holding your hand that way? I was like, what way? <laughs> she's like, Smuggle, like, let me just <laughs> yeah, like tuck it under my armpit. Like, no, I'm all right. Um, I can't wear my, my wedding ring on it now, it's like fucking ballooned Ooh. up. So, it's just, it's, it's it will be fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, had a, I had a blue belt doing an armbar, and I don't think you can see the big lump of my thumb. I mm. extended my thumb years ago, and he pulled it. I don't know how he did it through an armbar. Fucking consciously, it happens. I hate when people pull fingers. It's not necessary. It's mm-hmm. just like, why are we pulling that fingers, dude? Like, mm-hmm. it's just not even something that, like, if you're a street fight, yeah, by all means necessary. But it, like, if we're in the practice room, unnecessary. Just, just, you know. Figure it, figure something else out. But pulling on fingers is is a goofy tactic that I, I just so even when like let's say um, I'm using like a C grip, you know, mm-hmm. trying to defend the the uh, arm bar, it's like yeah, you might get them. They, you know, they might shimmy underneath the wrist and like kind of bone on bone. You know, it's like okay, that that's that's fine. But it's like you'll get the white belt that starts pulling at your fingers, and it's like oh, you little fucking twat. <laughs> I'm gonna get you back in another way. Oh no, they get the neon belly after. Oh. Like it's just it this them's the rules, dude. It's like if you go after my fingers, I'm I'm going to make you shit. Yeah. And I know it sounds horrible. <laughs> Anybody listening are like, oh, you're a horrible person. Yeah, I am. But no, there's a little that will understand. Yeah, you 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 they you have to understand it's like like those are the rules. Don't fucking pull at fingers, and you're pulling at fingers, and I'm going to neon belly you. And the thing is, I'm not like a complete dick about it, but it's like it's kind of like that warning. Like here it is. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And if they do it again, it's like, okay, <laughs> looks yeah. like we're going to do it again. But now the foot is off the mat. Like, oh, you did it again. Now the foot is off the mat and I'm pulling at your lapel while I'm pushing the knee down. It's like, you're going to have diarrhea. At the start, at the start when I was training, my mate Rob used to, and he probably still does, he does the double knee on Betty, he calls it the surfboard. It was fucking horrible. Just horrible. Like, and he's the same kind of building, but he's heavier than me. Double knee on Betty is a fucking con. It, like, it sounds like a nightmare. No, I, mm-hmm. It was and is. <laughs> no, but I was the only person that he would do it to. Of course. That's how that goes. You know, friend is like, yeah, there's no way. Uh, there's no love. It's just beach or beach Um, Like, for you with training, it's funny because it's like, as we're like sitting here just talking, it's like, it's less of like a podcast interview and more of like we're just on a phone call. Shoot, shooting the shit. And that's kind of, that's the way I kind of go, if you know what I mean. Even when I train, it's like uh, some of the lads who, who talk fucking, oh, did you see such and such in TV show? But when it comes to training, it's just, you know, it's the same kind of, be like be like this, yeah. it'd be like talking shit, talking some training. If, if we're doing the, the move as a professor showed us, we could shoot shit about soccer or Marvel going, oh, did you see the new fucking Iron Man movie or whoever? Because I've got some, I've got, um, I've been lucky through my journey that I've had some kind of good people around me that have stayed with me. When I started, they were blue belts, they're now black belts. Well, I, I always kind of think back about the time I started, where the white belts were when I started. A lot of them have left or not. Yeah stayed around some have moved to different gyms or just uh, stopped altogether but there's a few guys that are a few months away from me that were within the same kind of category but you don't really see them because different days of training different time schedules but it's it's good to have the people that i've had to train with me yeah that's that's something i notice uh, going back to these saturday classes it's the like og crew that i had trained with in the beginning i was like oh my god like you know all you guys are here that's fucking awesome like when i first started training I, there, there's a handful of us white belts i'm the only one left of that group mm-hmm. like none of those kids are you know there anymore but you know then other white belts came about you know shortly after uh a handful of them are still there now that you know they're blue purple you know, brown belts even. And it's like, it, it's good to see, you know, those those cats are still there. But when I was at the gym on Saturday, you know, I come out of the changing room and I look up and I was like, oh my God, you know, I haven't seen any of you in probably over a year. You know, mm-hmm. just because I was training at a different gym just because of schedule. You know, one of the people, you know, she, you know, she went off, she was, you know, having babies, you know, um, other guys, you know, they're training at other gyms. So, you know, to see everyone there on a Saturday morning, I was like, holy shit. And then afterward, you know, we get done training. It, it was kind of like old times. Like, oh, we could kind of hang out afterward and get a few rolls in after. I was like, oh, my Lord, I'm here every Saturday. Like, you cannot stop <laughs> me. Like, like if, if there's an activity going on on Saturday, that's cool. But guess what? It'll be an activity after jujitsu. So just... <laughs> having that that um 
you know, that, that family feel that, that atmosphere was like, these are the people you came up with and you're still here with them. And that's not to say the guys at the other gym, you know, you know, they, they have a lot of value in my journey as well, but I just like, you know, seeing everyone that I've trained with earlier on and even rolling with them and just seeing that progression. It's like, Oh my God, dude, like, you know, I remember you used to struggle with this and now you got that. And then like, mm -hmm. look at me, my game is still the same. So I'm proud that you've gotten better and I'm still trash. Yeah. It's funny. We had a, we had like a grading kind of ceremony there a few weeks ago and some guys got their blue belts and I was like, I remember your first class, you know, cause they're paired with me and how they're progressed and how to, they're getting their first, their first belt. And it's like, you know, you kind of feel a bit kind of, uh, yeah. you know, it's like a, a proud dad seeing your, your baby starting to walk. It's like, I remember oh, <laughs> your, your first, first role. <laughs> Actually, I just had a guest on um, one of my my teammates, and I remember his his uh, first week. We were talking about it, and it was like one of the things I saw with that dude is like, like there were a few people that were new that week, and he was one of the dudes that you could just see it in him. He was there to learn and get better, and you know, a couple of the other guys just looked like deer in headlights. And, and this dude was like, but then you come to find out, I was like, oh, he's been doing martial arts all his life. So this was just a different martial art, but the, the execution mm -hmm. was still the same. I was like, okay. But it, in part of why I wanted him on the show is because when I returned to training, I saw him, he's got his blue belt now. He's helping with the kids class. He's walking around helping other, you know, students training while <laughs> we're training. So I was like, dude, I got to have you on because I want to talk about this journey, man, and let you know that I'm proud. I saw, you know, I saw you in the beginning. I see you now growing. It's like, like you said, it's a proud dad moment. Yeah. Like, Look at this young man. Yeah. Because the two, the two guys that I kind of, they kind of took me under their wing when I started their black belts. Now, when I started their blue belts and they're like, the two super nice guys and you can have you can have the banter with them if they're talking about soccer if you're talking about marvel uh it's it's good to have them that kind of they always have my kind of back and kind of they always help me along my journey because it's nice to have people that are there not just professors or coaches that people are just like here look you're doing this might help you this might help you kind of tip so it's nice for them to kind of help me along my journey and they still are because they still they still crank in the classes the amount of classes they do even though they're black belts they'll do the fundamental classes they'll do every mm -hmm. class that they can do because i'm a firm believer of you work on your fundamentals you'll never you'll never lose it if you know what i mean because yep. your fundamentals are your fundamentals the simple things that's that's saying that my my good friend uh, tiana taylor has said on this podcast before the fundamentals never get old Mm -hmm. And I'm a firm believer in practicing the fundamentals and focusing. Yeah, you can learn new stuff and add it to the game, but you always have your fundamentals. I mean, you know, watch a Hodge Gracie match and just watch this dude using moves that, you know, you, you learn at white belt. And it's like, oh, my God, this dude is choking out other black belts with this. So mm -hmm. it, it lasts. Mm -hmm. I choked out a brown belt with a, uh, with a fucking fundamental move my, one of my proudest moments 
so happy. Hey, hey, I mean, you got to take, yo, take those small victories. Every victory, oh, yeah. small, it counts. Oh, yeah. It's like, it, it, it is good. And it's like, uh, the way I roll is like a white belt is, gets in a certain position. It's like, I'll let them have it. Give them that kind of mm-hmm. ego boost. Although to get too ego, it's like, here, fuck you. I let you get oh, that. Yeah. Fuck you. Come here. Come here. <laughs> We're all again. Let me bring you back to earth. Exactly. Um, there's something that actually I, I did that with um, my daughter with a video game. In a video game we were playing and we would let her win this one game all the time. Because it was a very simple game. It was like a paint game. You're painting. You're painting. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out that she actually got really good at it. <laughs> and we actually couldn't beat her at it. And it's, it's like, I think there is something to that when you help someone and you boost that confidence. It, it's a weird line because there's some people you have to kind of throw them in the fire mm-hmm. and, and let them figure it out. And there's some people... You have to kind of hold their hand and, and give them training wheels. And once you feel like, you know, the, the, they don't need the training wheels, then you go full clip. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. They actually did get good during that time where you were kind of babying them. And it, it's not for everyone, but there are some individuals. My daughter for this fucking game was one of those individuals. Now I was like, man, I got to kind of figure out with her because I don't want to be playing basketball with her and just like letting her win. And one day she just dunk on me. It was like, fuck this. <laughs> It's, it's the sink or swim mentality yeah and you know because i think about that with you know other you know like she won't like we'll play mario brothers and she gets frustrated she's like i can't figure it out and it's like it's not your it's not your game then then we'll play uh the snowboarding game she's not very good at it but uh-huh. she she keeps trying uh-huh. she continues to play all the time and you know it, it's just interesting to see how some people can learn one way, what, what helps some, what doesn't help others. It's like, again, with her in the snowboarding game, there's no, there's no like letting her win. It's really a matter of like, you have to learn how to play this game. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it moves too fast. Whereas when we played this fucking Mario brothers game, uh, super Mario party, there's a, a, a pink game on there. We were letting her win. Then came the day where we we're like, fuck this. I'm about to win. And no, we couldn't beat her. I was like, <laughs> she, she, I think in that time of letting her win, she figured out, no, this is it. And also there's that confidence. She, she knows I'm going to win this one. Cause I've won it every mm-hmm. time. And it's like, nah, we going to beat you. Okay. Maybe not. See that, that uh, you get that, you get that at white belt. Or you get that at blue belts. That kind of, there's one thing I, I had when I noticed there was a blue belt, that target grows. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're at that white belt four stripes. You're like, people know you're a hard white belt. Then when you get the blue belt, you're like, oh, that target's just gone a bit, bit, bit bigger and you're, it's noticeable now because you've got white belts going for you and you've got everyone else going for you. Yep. That, that was kind of the fear when I got my blue belt. Like I had mixed feelings because I'd been training for a while, but now it's consistent. I felt like, Maybe I'm at a blue belt level, but I don't know. Like I go to other gyms and and you know kind of fuck around at open mats, and was getting complimented. But I was like, yeah, but you know, my coach needs to see it. And then the day that he promoted me, I, he did it at the beginning of the class. So basically, it was like, look, here's your belt. Get ready to get your ass kicked. 
<laughs> we got a full hour of this and i remember um getting promoted that we did a uh, king of the hill or it might be shark tank other places shark tank, yeah yeah like, and and no matter what happened whether i whether i swept somebody or they passed me i stayed down I was yeah. like, fuck <laughs> like i don't want to do this anymore because because it, it got to a point where i was just letting people pass me just so i can get up and he's like no just nope you're you're still down there i was like stand fuck. down um, we did for my blue belt. Uh, we don't do anymore. We did the whipping, mm-hmm. and I got my blue belt on my birthday. I think it was my thirty-eighth birthday. Nice. So for my birthday present, I got purple. My back was fucked. <laughs> got home. Yeah. Got home to the missus. She was like, you know, birthday. You know what? I was like. No. <laughs> my back. She, she lifted up my shirt. She was like, What the fuck have you been doing? I was like, It's training. I got my blue belt. She was like, mm, Sure. <laughs> like, uh, all right. Back. If that's what you call it. Or she calls it ac- acrobatic sex. Because, you know, <laughs> you know what the lapels kind of kind of choke, they the kind of scuffle up your yeah. neck, and you get a, yeah. That's what she calls my friend. It's far from Vulcan sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's nothing sexy about it. Guys and girls in pajamas getting sweaty. Mm. Yeah, and not only that, you're fighting for your life. <laughs> the last exactly. thing on mind is sex. The the only thing I'm thinking about is survival. Mm-hmm. It's like this is not fun. This is not comfortable. This is like I don't want to get choked unconscious. Yeah. Like, I have shit to do, and I don't want to piss myself in front of my teammates. <laughs> <laughs> like I will if if I get choked unconscious and pee myself, I will not show up ever again. I I will move to another state and train. And when I say another state, I'm talking about ten states over. And then I'm going to train <laughs> there in secret. Like I'm going to be like, hey, who's got a gym in their garage? Like, like what about BJJ Wiki? Fuck that guy. <laughs> Change your name. <laughs> yeah, like. It, 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 yeah, I have, I'd have to disappear. Like, I, man, I don't want to pee myself in front of people. Like, they're like, yeah, there's no types tra- of judgment. Did you ever train in different states? Because I've been to gyms in Los Angeles. I've been to 10 plants in Los Angeles. That was my experience. Like, nearby, like, you know, I've gone to Virginia and uh, Washington, D.C. So I haven't gone like far out. Like, I, I haven't, mm-hmm. I don't really travel a lot. Um, last time I really left was when I went up to Detroit and it was a quick trip. So I didn't have time. Like I brought my gear and everything, but we didn't mm-hmm. have time to stop. Cause it was like, it was for a family reunion. So we got there on a Friday afternoon, got settled in, uh, went to see family, went to the family reunion the next day, went to a baseball game right after the reunion and then woke up at 5am and drove home. So mm. it was like, you know, but I had gear and I looked up a gym. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a gym right around the corner. All right, we can make this. But it was like not, you know, that like the timing didn't work out. So, mm-hmm. but um, I've gone out to uh, Shark Pit BJJ out here near me. It's about two hours away in Virginia. Really nice group of people. Uh, just super friendly that I, I got my ass beat, but it was a friendly beating. Like, mm-hmm. like, and then I went to um Silverback, I think Silverback out in Chantilly. 
Virginia as well. Okay, so like mm-hmm. right on the border of DC, and um, that that was a fun experience because we it was open mat, and we we kind of did gi at first, and I was doing all right in the gi, and we went to no gi, and I was exhausted, but I still had fight in me, mm-hmm. but not for no gi, <laughs> no gi. I need all you my need energy. Full, they, you need a full tank. Yeah, they they wore me out. I rolled with this one dude. I think because it, it got to a point where it was just he and I. We were the only ones on the mat left. So every time the timer went off, we'd sit down, take a break, drink water, and go back and roll with each other more. And he just beat the brakes off of me. Uh, it, it, it was it, it was fun, but it was disheartening, but also a challenge because it's like I'm gonna get this fucking dude. Yeah, he was a, he was a little guy. He was a small fella. Like like I would say at that time, I probably weighed about two hundred. And he probably mm-hmm. weighed about a buck thirty, maybe a buck forty, and he was just doing shit that I was like, "Dude, are you it, like, is this advanced algebra? Like, what are you doing, man? Like, I don't understand none of this shit." But he was inverting and everything. I was like, "Fuck oh, no. this guy!" I can't even roll photos. I fucking hate that. Nah, like you were not catching me inverted enough. My teammate did that shit yesterday, and I was like, "Nice." He was like, it, you know, he got back the guard. He was like, "I was trying to get an omoplat." I was like, "You ain't getting an omoplat on me." <laughs> Chill the fuck out. We can get back yeah. your guard. No, fucking there's certain certain roles I can't do just because of the body. Yeah, body's um, stiff. I see your mind there. <laughs> I yeah, thought you were getting like, given up to. Um, it, it is funny because it's like whenever I think about, you know, what's my game, it's like invert is not my game for sure. But then like I post a lot of shit on BJJ Wiki and people are like, oh, are you like, you know, you studying any of the stuff that you're posting? I'm like, fuck no. Like, <laughs> some shit that I would never, ever do. I can't do that shit. Like, you see how flexible that guy is? Fuck that. Yeah. Like, I'm you, a brute. You post a lot of stuff. Like some days you just like, fuck. Yeah, so, for, so BJJ Wiki, there's a they, I have a pattern where I do nine posts per day. I do a meme, a technique video, and then I promote something. Uh-huh. Um, but that's how, and, and I do it three times. So, so nine total posts. And then I have the horror podcast where I do three posts just flat out for that. Clompton, I do two posts there. And then off the mats, I do three posts, maybe. I don't know. Sometimes I don't post at all. I don't know. It, like, I don't remember. <laughs> but you, BJJ Wiki is kind of it. You do a lot. Like, you're like you're like Bobby. Is there are machines with your stuff. Like, when Choki was telling me that you did a pod, uh, I think he did yours first. And then the following day, you did his. I was like, fucking hell. Yeah. You know, fair folks. I mean, it, it's, it's like. I don't know. There's a lot to it, but there isn't. I don't think. Well, also, to be fair, with Bobby, the stuff that Bobby's doing is like, Bobby's stuff is like good. <laughs> it's like professional. His shit is like, it was like he's got videos. He's got all this. I'm doing a podcast that barely has good sound. <laughs> it's like, good sounds. Listen to a few episodes. It's been good. I feel like it's hit or miss sometimes. It depends. So in one, one's one's I listen to are always good. We rolled the dice right then that time. I, I oftentimes feel like, and I do actually try to put in, you know, the work into this. I, you know, it's not like I just, th- there's some episodes, like if we record in person, there's no edit. 
that's just whatever we just talked about is what we talked about. Mm-hmm. If like because it's in person, if you say, "Hey, can we take that out?" I can omit it right there on the spot. Yeah, but after we finish recording, whatever was said is what's said, mm. and I'm just gonna edit the sound and drop the episode. Unless you text me and say, "Hey, man, can you take out this part about that?" And I'll say yes. But otherwise, you know, I do put work into it. I do put effort into it. All right. So, all right. So let's go ahead and uh, wrap things up here. So, Alan, thank you for doing this again. Thank Um, you for having me. No problem. No problem, man. And and like, again, uh, just making the time because this this was, I mean, you're you're what, five hours ahead of me right now. So, Mm -hmm. so so I'm always like, damn, I got to be aware of people's time. Uh, I'm always free for chats after nine o'clock or five o'clock your time. From nine o'clock so, to this time, I'm always good. I have a friend in Madrid who they're six hours ahead, so I'm always like, when we are talking, that extra hour does kind of make a difference. I feel like, yeah, I always feel like so they're, they're an hour ahead of us. Yeah, I, I always feel like I'm fucking with their time. It's like shit. So, um, but uh, before we get out of here, you got any shout outs or mentions that you like to drop? No, not really. Just pretty much shout out to Gracie Barrett. That's where I train, Gracie Bear Dublin. Um, we're always welcome. Anyone that wants to come over here, look us up. Even if you ever want to train for class, we're open mat. We're all friendly guys and girls. You know, that's, that's pretty much it. Shout out to yourself. Thank you for having me. That's, that's it. Well, again, thank you. Um, like I always say, whenever I do these episodes, you all as a guest, this is your show. So, Otherwise, it's just me sitting here talking. I, I did it the other night when my buddy went to the bathroom. And I just kept talking, and it was <laughs> uncomfortable. So you all, as guests, definitely make these shows happen. So thank you. And all, as always, to everyone else listening, thank you for just being supportive of the podcast. Like We're here at three years. We're over three years now with this podcast. So I didn't think we were going to make it past three episodes. So I appreciate Keep everyone. Keep like, I mean, like I said, the guests have been making it. it like a lot of these episodes, you know, it, it's all the guests because I, I, I was worried after like the first couple episodes, like this isn't going to last. So to, <laughs> to now say I'm at three years and and with two other podcasts, this is this is pretty cool. So thank you, everyone. Uh, if you all have any questions, concerns, criticisms, always feel free to reach out to me. You can find me at bjj.wiki on Instagram, or you can also find me at Off The Mass Podcast on Instagram as well. I want to give a big shout out to my good friends over there at Nerd Age Radio, Bobby, Chris, Joe, Marilyn, Phil, Ricky, Tiki, um, and all of the guys over there. there, there there's it's like, a, it's like the Wu-Tang Clan. You know, there, there's yes, like, it is. MCs all over. <laughs> I can't Bobby's the abbot. <laughs> yeah. It is like it's it's like it's hard to keep track. So um thank you to to them. If it weren't for Nerd Rage Radio, this podcast wouldn't be a thing. So thank you to those guys. Um let me give a big shout out um to my friend BJJ Mama. She's a frequent guest of the podcast and she's working on social media strategies right now. And she's helping people build their social media. So if you have any interest in uh, you know, you have a business or something, you're trying to, you know, get your social media life going over there and, you know, uh, build your program 
reach out to her bjj mama or you can reach out to her also at social media strategies that work both on uh, instagram and in last shot i don't want to give it to uh my other podcast so you like horror if you like scary movies go check it out i'm not saying that you're gonna it's not an educational podcast or anything it's just a bunch of friends talking shit and having a good time talking about horror movies and just giving our opinions but go check it out on instagram so you like horror all the words are separated by underscores and the podcast is out there as well uh we've been lately doing movies by decade so just check out and see what that's like um i appreciate that as well um don't otherwise, fit your beer one you do a good beer one <laughs> go listen to Colompton beer club go check it out Stevie and I, or Thor, just a, sh- a, sh- a shout out for the lads, and we've mentioned them a few times. Shoki, um, oh yeah, Shoki for sure. I think you've oh. had him on. He's been on mine once, and I've been on his once. So yeah, definitely go check out Shoki's podcast. Now you've made it awkward. Yeah, it's it's definitely a a fun ride. So definitely go go give Shoki a listen, and um. You know, again, if y'all got any questions, concerns, feel free to reach out and we can guide you to any of these shows that you want to hear. Otherwise, you guys keep listening. We're going to keep on making these shows. Thank you, everyone, and bye. They Now let me see his song.